talked about it, but guess whose car is totaled? Totaled. It is. It's gone. I went over yesterday and I got the last bit of paperwork out of the glove compartment. And um, so they had taken the whole front end off and the hood Mm. was off. And where the palm tree had landed, not Mm -hmm. only was because I was like, ooh, hopefully it's all cosmetic. But the frame, the frame that holds the engine in place was fully buckled on one side. Yikey dookies. So that's, bad. that's why it was um, it was more expensive to fix it than it was to just be like, get out of here. Then it was more than the car was worth. Oh, my God. You want to hear how I found out about this? Um through our mother, who was like, I found out through your brother's Instagram story that his car was totaled. He didn't even call me and tell me. Um, so she was so, hurt. Also so- because they like partially own the car. And she was like, he didn't even call me to tell me that the car was totaled. I uh, Do they? I think I have. Whatever. Um, no. So our, <laughs> when we get to our guest, our guest was actually in the Instagram video where I announced to the world the car was totaled. Mm-hmm. Now, to be fair, I found out. I don't know how why the email went out at midnight, but the email went out at midnight. That was like, and I was at the Hollywood Improv and a comedy show had just ended and the boyfriend texted me and was like, insurance just emailed me. And I said, oh no. And then I made a little Instagram video talking about how it was totaled. And then the next day. The I next- <laughs> heard our mother angry. <laughs> I, got, I got a text while I was at work that said, can you call me when you get a chance? And I was like, oh no, something's gone wrong. So I like stepped, I was like, guys, I'll be right back. I have to make a phone call. She was, loves to do those texts. Yeah. And then I said, mom, <laughs> is everything okay? And she's like, yeah. How's your car? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, mom. I said, I made that video. I meant to call you this morning. I'm so sorry. But yeah, I fully forgot yep. to tell her. But you know what? I told Instagram. So that counts, right? Yeah, you told the world before your mom. Um. <laughs> anyway, introduce the show. My AirPod, the, why is my right ear shape so stupid? It keeps falling out. Dagny, Go. No one wants to hear about the AirPods. <laughs> what they want to hear is good morning, good afternoon, <laughs> good evening, and good night. No matter when you're listening, welcome to Poptimist, a pop culture breakdown show focused on optimism. Uh, I'm a host. My name's Billy. And who's that over there? I'm Dagny. Billy, I have a very busy day today. Um Okay. We're just going to do small talk again because I just got to tell you about <laughs> what my day is going to be. Anyway, I'm starting my day recording a podcast. Um, and then which, which <laughs> this one? podcast oh, specifically. Okay. okay, cool. This one. Um, and then at 3 p.m., I'm seeing Dune. So make sure you see it before next week so we can talk about I'm it. So I'm seeing it at the Chinese theater and I've never been there before. Oh, they have a IMAX. fancy projector. I'm so, I can't go see it because I'm working at the new job and the boyfriend is in tech week. And I'm just sitting here twiddling my thumbs like I need to go see this three hour spice melange space epic. Is it three hours? Yeah. What do you think it is? Oh, boy. Okay. And, it's not even, and it's not even the whole book. It's the first half. I of know. It, so trust me, my boyfriend is obsessed with Dune. And so are you. I've heard. Yeah. Basically what it's going to be about just by both of you talking. I about shall it. not fear. Fear uh, is the mind killer. Fear is the little death that we want to do the litany of fear together. No, you've done this before. I, I have. You're so um, right. I've done it on the show. Yeah. It's been a bit. You've already done. You've closed out a show with it before. Um, and then tonight I have a Halloween party in which I am going as Fran Fine, the nanny herself. Um, and John is going as Mr. Sheffield. He is at a party city or maybe Spirit Halloween. I don't know. Um, finding gray hairspray right now to do a little gray streak in his hair. Um, 
So I'm very excited, but I'm it's going to be a busy day. I'm going to be very tired. Um, that sounds amazing. I just have to. Yeah. I just have to go work a dinner shift at 5 p.m. So okay, that's well, that. Happy Halloween! It's also the weekend before Halloween. It's I don't our, know why. It's our ooky spooky Halloween episode. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! It's our Halloween special. <laughs> did you forget? Glad I talked about it. I did kind of. I was talking about myself. I wasn't thinking oh, about I'm this. I'm so excited. Uh, um, this episode. Yes, we're doing a first holiday special. Yeah. Which is- Halloween. You're listening to this on Wednesday, October 27th, which means it's the closest one to before Halloween. But also tomorrow, October 28th, is Billy's Big Night Out at the Comedy Chateau. Come see me Yay. do stand-up. Um, that's all. I'll be there. I know. Dagny will be there. It'll be fun. Um, I mean, I'm not performing, but I'm going to be at the show. <laughs> well, yeah, please, please come out and support because uh, uh, I need to buy a new car. <laughs> so this is the this is the Billy McCartney Go car, yeah, car fundraising t- show extravaganza. It's a whole thing. Forget about the LGBT community. <laughs> well, they're there. Say, this is for my car. <laughs> hey, you know what? It's time for the LGBTQ community to buy me a car. Yeah. You've put in your allyship? No, you're part of it. So well, I paid the union I don't dues. Know. I've paid the fees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, you deserve some uh I was uh, about to make a really, really, uh, really inappropriate joke. Don't get us canceled. What the fees are. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> uh, do you have anything um, in pop culture? Anyway, my pop culture thing, I have two <laughs> quick ones. The only reason I am bringing up the first one is uh, I talk a lot about TV shows and movies, which I am going to talk about a TV show. Um, but my first thing, I had a little game night last night, um, which was super fun. It was very impromptu. Nina, friend of the pod. Uh, and cousin of the host um, <laughs> was like, I invited a few friends over for a game night. You're welcome to hang. Uh, and we played Betrayal of House on the Hill, not to be confused with Haunting of Hill House, which is I always mix the t- names up. But it's a board game called Betrayal of House on a Hill at House on a Hill. Sorry, I Googled it to make sure I didn't say it wrong. Betrayal at House on the Hill. Um, and basically, you start off by working as a team with everybody and you're just exploring this house. Um, you can go down corridors and you're building essentially the house out. Um, and there's these cards called omen cards. And if you land or if you like draw a tile for another room and it has a certain icon on it, it's like a little bird. Uh, it's an omen card. And every time you get an omen card, you have to roll six dice. Um, it's kind of D&D ish, but you have to roll six dice and uh, roll over the amount of omen cards that are on the table. And once you get to or I guess. No, once you don't roll enough, the haunt begins. Uh, And then it kind of turns into a whole new game. Because whoever does that roll gets a new rule book, has to look up what haunt it is based on what item was on the omen. And then either they're the, like, they become the monster. Last night, Nina was the one who started it. And she got her little rule book. um, And it ended up that she use the Ouija board, which they it's called a spirit board because they don't have the rights to call it a Ouija board right, in the game. Because Ouija boards were uh, invented by the Parker Brothers, right? Uh, Hasbro? No. One of the game companies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no, li- uh, there's no like, long... Our guest is Googling, I think, for us right now. <laughs> there's like no long occult history of the Ouija board. It's always been a board yeah. game for children, but that's why it's fun. Yeah. Um, so this one, the omen that she had was the spirit board, I say in quotation marks. Um, and... You like line it up, you figure out there's like 50 different haunts and there's an expansion pack with 50 more. So you never play the same game. It's different every time. Um, And it ended up that the character she was had used the Ouija board to summon a banshee. 
Uh, and then the banshee was trying to kill, yeah, screaming for their scream, yeah, trying to kill everybody in the house. And they have their own rules. And she was moving the banshee around and still playing as her character. And then, so when she gets the haunt, this is longer than I thought I was going to talk about. Yeah, game, yeah, but it's really fun. I mean, full um, rule breaking it's a down. Spooky game. Spooky, spooky. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a spooky game that's really worth your time. Um, so when the haunt begins, she has to leave the room, go study her character, and then we get our survival kit which is just another book. There's a lot of literature in this game. (laughs) And we have to read our survival book uh, that doesn't give us all the stuff that Nina had on her character. And then she doesn't know how we can defeat her. Um, And we had a series of things where we had to do an exorcism to get the Banshee out. And we ended up winning the four of us. Um, It's a really fun game. I really do highly recommend it. Um, So Betrayal at House on a Hill if you're looking for a fun, spooky board game that you can play all year round, it's fun. It's never the same. Yeah. Um, it's a it's a worthwhile investment. And then my other thing, also kind of spooky TV show, I finished You <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> um, so first, Jazzy, I can tell. Oh, sorry, I already said your name, but Billy will introduce you in a few minutes. Um, can you give me like a thumbs up if you finish the new season? Because I don't want to spoil it. Sick. Love that. Okay. <laughs> Um, it's, I don't even want to call it a guilty pleasure. It's fantastic. It's so, it's a good show. Uh, I don't love the like fan base. That's like, Joe, he's so hot. I want him to be obsessed with me because Billy, do you know anything about you? I know it's like the man's not a serial killer yet, but we're we're on our way. He's definitely a serial killer. Like by this. Oh, great. Great, great, great. Um, and he's also... It's about escalation. That's what I know. Spoiler, <laughs> if you haven't watched the end of season two and season three, skip like two minutes ahead in the episode. <laughs> so, um, uh, what's her name? Victoria uh, From Pidretti? Hill House, yes. And the yeah, yeah, of yeah. Manor. She's amazing. With that face. She's wonderful. Yeah, I love her. Um, he becomes... He has obsessive behavior um, through a lot of deep-rooted mommy issues. <laughs> um, and... He every episode has like a new woman that he's become obsessed with. He follows them. He collects items and it's it's uncomfortable, (laughs) Um, but fun to watch. But her name, her character's name is Love. And he was obsessed with her in the last season. She's she was very wealthy, came from a rich kind of celebrity family that was very much in the public eye. Um, At the end, it always ends up that he like mm, kills them or something. (laughs) Um, uh, Yeah, he killed he's killed all of them. But. Uh, it gets to that point and twist love is also a serial killer. Yes, I knew this. <laughs> um, so they fall in love, but not really. He because they can't falls out of love because he has this obsessive behavior that's reoccurring. So he becomes obsessed with like three new women in the new season <laughs> because she's killing them as she figures out that he has become obsessed with. Them. I love this. Um, and I've seen memes of like, it's like, a school bus and it's joe trying to be a good person and a good father and then another like a train hitting the bus that's love just killing any fucking person that shows up (laughs) and it's really true she kills like five people i think in this season he kills one just one oh so he's a better person what the fuck yeah he's trying that's the thing at the end of the season he's about to kill love and she's like i'm pregnant and she is they have a baby together and he's really just like tolerating suburban lifestyle to like raise this kid because he's like i'm gonna be a better person and stop murdering people um and i won't say how that ends at the you know end what? of the season because it was a fun ending but we are getting in a season four it's confirmed dexter has some, i'm so excited dexter has some pamphlets for this man about how this isn't gonna work out well for him um i mean 
he's thriving. <laughs> uh, I thought it's for the the for Dexter Penn return, Benchley? even though I never finished Dexter. But is that how you say his who? name? Who the man? I don't oh, know how to say I his have last no name. idea. Gossip Girl Boy. Gossip Girl um, Boy. He is very attractive, so I can understand people being like, hmm, that... Joe Goldberg. But no, don't ever be the the person rooting to have Joe Goldberg obsessed with you because you end up murdered. Um, <laughs> Stab me, Joe. So, Stab me right in the butt. Okay. Yeah. No, 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 no. Um, he has a glass cage. It's a whole thing. Billy, you should just watch the show. I mean, it's I might. This is like the third, this is like the third recommendation it's, it's, I've gotten in like in like a week. It's just like nuts. Like every episode you're like, how are they? How is this happening? This is insane. Um, so watch it. The season, it started off because she at one point like <laughs> hits an anti-vaxxer over the head. That's the other thing I kind of liked. They live in a world where COVID has happened. Um, and so they're like in suburbia. It's it's They're very self-aware of the world, yeah. but there's an anti-vaxxer that gets their baby sick and love uh bashes him over the head it's very fun um yeah watch okay. it i highly recommend right. this twisted show sure. well i'll uh yeah. i'm gonna do your i'm gonna go really very quick, quick. I'm so sorry I know, I we have so to get our guest in because i want her <laughs> thoughts but so um i'm still i'm playing a lot of dead by daylight still but um so dead by also spooky. yeah ookie spooky it's a fun horror survival video game but they've added uh since last we talked they've added a lot of new killers but to licensed killers they added the nemesis from the resident evil games specifically it's the nemesis from resident evil 3 and then they just mm-hmm. recently added pinhead from the hellraiser movies which i've never seen the hellraiser movies and now i'm all invested and i want to go watch them before halloween mm. happens because i want to i really like the character of pinhead but did you know they're rebooting hellraiser clive bark oh, clive, no. clive barker is involved he's the author of the book and the director of the original film and the mm-hmm. new pinhead is going to be Jamie Clayton from Sense8. Oh, wait. Let me see. Oh, I love her. She's so talented and very... Yo, that's awesome. Yeah, so now I, I'm invested in the Ooh, reboot, even though like I've never that. seen the originals and I want to go watch Hellraiser, all this stuff. I'm very excited. Um, and then That's fantastic. Uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about, just because uh, this will bring our guest in, because I, uh, I saw our guest at a comedy show a couple days ago that mm-hmm. was put on by friend of the pod, Samantha Hale. Yay. And it was called Horror Nerd, and it was a uh, horror movie-themed stand-up comedy with a bunch of comics, but because it's Samantha, there were also drag performances. And oh, I just wanted to tell you about this drag performance from okay. Penny Dreadful. Uh, oh, Penny it. Dreadful, who has been on the recent season of American Horror Story, uh, and Penny Dreadful came on stage dressed as Jeffrey Dahmer, carrying a severed head with a straw on the top of it. Incredible. And interspliced actual interviews with Jeffrey Dahmer with slurping <laughs> sounds and the Scissor Sisters song. I can't decide whether you should live or die. Oh, you'll probably go to heaven. Oh. It was. Is this filmed somewhere? Because I, I don't know. Jazzy has it. photos, but like, I don't. It was. Yeah. And then Illusia came out, and Illusia is always amazing. Illusia had a great, but like this fucking Jeffrey yeah, yeah, yeah. Dahmer, that's incredible drag number was so funny and so messed up. And then he was like slowly, oh, and he was wearing an orange jumpsuit, like a prison jumpsuit, ah, and love slowly it, love it, love stripped it. off the prison jumpsuit until it was like very inappropriate. It was phenomenal. <laughs> we love a burlesque Jeffrey Dahmer. We do. Moment. We do. What gay icon Jeffrey Dahmer? And you know what? You know who isn't a gay? You know who isn't a gay icon? John Wayne Gacy, get fucked, asshole. Jeffrey's ours. You can leave. All right. 
Okay, Billy, with that note, do you want to introduce our I guest? I do, because I want her opinions on our everything. Halloween special. Our extra ooky spooky special Halloween guest is comedian and all-around phenomenal spooky person. Put your hands together. It's Jazzy Biner. Welcome, welcome, Jazzy. Here at Fingers. Hi, you two. Oh my gosh, I love, thank you for having me. Um, can we, can you, somebody fast forward like one more minute so we could talk about you? Because yes, yes, go for it. <laughs> Audience. Please, there's a show that you need to watch because you nailed it when you picked up Dexter. This is Lifetime TV does Dexter. Is what <laughs> Season and one, it's like very Lifetime, but Netflix now owns it and it's like quality is slowly getting better and better through the seasons. It's great. Absolutely. Absolutely. And something, okay, because you started talking about how he killed every girlfriend. Well, like, Billy, in season two, one of the girlfriends, like, didn't actually die. Like, you know, Lifetime movie. She, like, <laughs> from the grave came up. And, um, and buried then, alive and survived it. <laughs> right. So he's about to kill love, but he doesn't, or because she killed the girlfriend. Like, mm-hmm. she figured out it was his ex-girlfriend and killed her. And that's why he was going to kill love when she was pregnant. And love is, like, amazing. Love has no <sighs> fucking, like, she's just like, oh, my God, you've offended my senses. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> she's like, oh, wait, throw someone down the stairs. <laughs> it's, <laughs> like, I, it's just, it's, it's, oh. I love this. Oh, and, like, and the couple, the new couple, um. Uh, Sherry and yeah yeah, uh, yeah 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 oh there's an influencer couple oh because they live in the suburbs employer. now the yeah. actress I can't remember her name but she was in, she's in search um, party search Do you party, watch search party? yes search party and she's like playing kind of the same character and she's so good at it so oh. good it's yeah, yeah. And, I mean search party another sh- like we could go on yes we could go on <laughs> I talked about search party I've it. been trying to get Bailey to watch search party I, I, <laughs> wait 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 you said you ha- you've been trying to watch it or I have I've watched all of it I'm trying to get Billy to watch it there's so many shows because I watch a lot of TV that I'm like watch the show and the only one he's ever watched out of my recommendation is Lego Masters which I'll take it well it's hard <laughs> it's hard to watch TV when you spend all of your time Playing video games. And you know what? I don't regret that. I have no regrets. I know. But um, uh, I I am a little bit afraid to look at, like, the hours that I've put into Dead by Daylight since I bought it during the lockdown. Uh, Maybe watch you instead and then go back. Honestly, Um, I've been looking at these these people that I used to think were crazy, but now those people have, like, two television screens in their living rooms. And mm, I'm like, what if we did that? What if we mounted a TV above our current TV? And I can play video games with headphones on, and then I can like take one ear off, and then I can like watch the TV at the same. Really? I I probably couldn't do that for scripted dramas though, but I could do it for like The Housewives for sure. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you only have to pay like a quarter of attention to get it. Yeah, that's that's fair. I wanted like like I can't judge because it's literally the same thing as the fact that like I'm on my cell phone and my laptop and watching TV at like <laughs> yeah. any given moment. It's just a variety of screens. Oh yeah, so I yes. could feel less guilty. This is like more efficient. I watch TikTok. I <laughs> yeah. watch TikTok during the loading screens. It's great. Yeah, absolutely. Get all that media. Consume yeah. it all. Why, what they're talking about our generation always needing to be stimulated. Oh, yeah. (laughs) They're crazy. Um, I can't go to the bathroom without my phone. Oh, I do want to say, speaking of TikToks and you, um, Jazzy, if you haven't seen, there's some really good parody TikToks, but this one man, I'll have to send it to you. Okay. Um, 
he has been making a series and the one I saw this morning is he does like the voiceover um, and it's just him sitting in a subway station in New York and he's like uh, <laughs> he's like you stepped on my toe is it an accident or were you asking for my attention you hurt me for one moment I cherish you for the rest of your life hello you and it's like he's made a series <laughs> of just like you said good morning was it a cry for attention or was it just a hello? Oh my god. And it's like you gotta it's so good. And each one ends with the hello, you, <laughs> which is what he does every time he falls it like starts to become obsessed with another woman. I, I I love it. I do. I love it so much. I loved it when it was guilty pleasure in one, and yeah, it's kind of grown out of the guilty pleasure yeah. um way. And I, I okay, that and search party, Billy. Okay. I'm gonna sell you on search party. Oh no, party you don't have to first. you don't have to sell me on search party because I, I just haven't had time to watch it. The boyfriend started yeah. it, and I watched a couple episodes over his shoulder, and I loved it. I just haven't had time yeah. to go back. And then and then yeah. I saw, like, an episode in, like, season three that he was watching that had, like, a murder in it, and I was like... It also gets nuts. Multiple... This, it, the, the show goes off the rails and, and like... I mean, that's what I love. The, that's yeah. what I love. Yeah. yeah it's, and, and actually, it's a great segue into talking about the topic yes. today. Because yes. Because Scola, who's a wonderful performer that I love. Pola Scola, uh, yes, indeed. Cola Scola is a big, I think, I think they come on as a writer in season four and then like they're a big character. In season and they were four. in, they were in that Billy, uh, what's his name? Oh my God. The I Billy Eichner the, show. Yeah. What's that called again? Um, Terrible, Terrible people, people or, or something like that. Horrible people. Oh, yeah. I love that. I love that show. Um, so, so Cola Scola is in it and. I, I, it's a little bit of a spoiler, but j like dresses as like their aunt, um, who is played by Susan Sarandon. But like because like they're squatting in her house yeah. in the small town, so they think that like they look like their seventy-year-old aunt Susan Sarandon when they put on a wig. <laughs> it is the funniest fucking thing. Like they're one like of the funniest <laughs> moments of TV is the the roundabout scene where it's. People, it's the, like the kid, the not teenagers, the young adults that are part of like the search party um, are driving in a circle. This is like season three, and Susan Sarandon is in the other car, and they think each other are following each other, so they're just like going in circles. And oh man, it's comedic genius! Like it's one of the funniest scenes I've ever seen in television. There's um, so many times in that show where I'm like, this is. <laughs> like like I can't even imagine what writing this felt like. It was it's, it's like so peak comedy cuz it's so, there's yeah. some really dark moments in the show that are just like like chopped with comedic humor like immediately it's just like they break the serious moment yeah. but it's it's a it's great. Um but Jazzy, what is your yeah. topic? Sorry. My topic. No, 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 no. I know. We're going to go on all day. We watch way too much of the same shit. Um Yeah. <laughs> so Susan Sarandon mm. is um in the movie I brought, the Rocky Horror I, Picture Show. Oh my show. god! Oh, classic! <gasps> yes, perfect, perfect, perfect. <laughs> I, all week long, so I came dressed as Audrey just so I could be like, I, I see went it all week long. I was like Rocky Horror or Little Shop of Horrors. This could go either way. Both so iconic. runner up, that was it. But Rocky Horror Picture Show felt more appropriate. Um, mm -hmm. just to start, um, it was, uh, 1975 movie, yep. mm -hmm. which based on the Rocky Horror Show, which like in the terms of like the, so many like movies based on plays, right? Whatevs. Yeah. But 
really the play went on the first time at the Royal Court Theater in London in like 1973 and became such a cult hit as a play. They brought it to the Roxy in 1974 and it was a fucking Fox movie by 1974. Wow. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. So like, this was like one of those, like, like, you know, like when they did the green door porn and everybody went there to be cool and shit. This was like going to the Rocky horror show is a little like a studio 54 type. Gotcha. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah, yeah. So, so that was really, and you know, that gave us Tim Curry, who is mm-hmm. who originated the role on stage, right? If I'm not crazy, originated okay. the role on stage. Most of the actors oh. originated the roles. Um, oh, I love that. Was not one of them. I think Patty O'Hagan was the guy who originated, uh, who originated Eddie. Um, mm-hmm. Richard O'Brien, the guy who wrote it, who played Riff Raff in both the play and the movie, actually wrote Eddie for himself. But they also oh. didn't really understand how to like write the music and the lyrics. And so it, <laughs> like he knew he wanted to do the 50s tone. But Meatloaf was the one who actually figured out how to do it properly. So if you listen to like the Roxy and the um, Royal Court Eddie, like it's like a really like um, somebody trying to rap over a beat. That's not uh-huh. really <laughs> yeah, Hot Patootie is <laughs> one of my favorite songs in the show. It's a great song and Meatloaf made it what it is because he figured out how to crack the code of how to sing it along with the music that they wrote for it. I mean, R.I.P. Meatloaf. He's still alive, but we try to pretend he's not. <laughs> <laughs> like, have you guys seen any of the news that came out during the Trump administration about him? Yikes. I just I just remember the yeah. breakdown on speaking of on Celebrity Apprentice when he like had a full mm. when he lost it he lost oh, his shit did, at he lost his that. shit at Gary Busey. Can you imagine that fight? Meatloaf and Gary Busey? What an iconic <laughs> duo. I thought I've lived until now, but apparently oh, wow. <laughs> I missed out on <laughs> That's incredible. Um, I've missed uh, out on something that I definitely need in my life. A meatloaf and Gary Busey, um, like celebrity death match. We have talked about The Apprentice now on the show. Uh, Aiden Park brought it in for one of our live shows and it's very much worth a watch. Uh, Or not. Oh my God. Do you even know what media we're in? Aiden Park's my favorite human. (laughs) I will absolutely do that. Uh, He's so good. He is sunshine in every room. Um, so, so the favorite humans too. Um, I know so many weird facts about Rocky Horror Picture Show and know Billy Please. through our friend and show friend, Samantha yeah. Hale. Mm-hmm. When we met when we were 16 and shadow casting the Rocky Horror Picture Show um, at the Topanga Theater, at now defunct, I think it's where the mall is at, if I recall Wait, you correctly. and Sam met when you guys were 16? Yes. Doing oh my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <gasps> Yeah. Wild. She's, she's my heart. Yeah. So, so, so yeah, we met when we were 16. We were both Transylvanians because we were underage, you know, like there was like a facade of taking, they, they, I, I feel like they buddied us up. They were like, you guys take care of each other. And we're like, what? It's, for 20, 20 plus years now, it's like, yeah, no, we're, we're not. <laughs> we're, we're one paddle, half a boat. Oh my so. God. So, um, but yeah, yeah, it's, uh, so that was how Sam and I met, uh, early on, like it's, um, and we, I used, I shadow casted, I've done virtually every role I, and because I've done virtually every role I've trained cause you know, you like it, like when new people come in, you've got to like 
kind of do blocking rehearsals and yeah. shit like that. It becomes like it's it's interesting. The culture around it is pretty culty in its yeah. own way. Yeah. Like it's a cult movie with a cult culture uh, because of the nature of it. And um, there seems to be like a, a nice um, as uh, the decades go on and, you know, mm-hmm. the millennials get their voices, there seems to be like a nice mm-hmm. movement of kind of taking out the trash as far as like older, gener- older, lecherous generation, because it's, it, it can, it's got its good and it's yeah. bad, right? First, because we talk about, there's a lot of people who just don't like it. <laughs> like, it's not a musical, it's poorly paced, you know, but when you watch it, it's so easy to connect to the idea about it, the spirit behind it. It's so much fun. Tim Curry is the most perfect performer yes. and mm-hmm. you can't take your eyes off of him. And it's just got too much special, I think, for that. But it also attracts a certain amount of um, sexually uh, like interested uh, men who always ruin everything, right? <laughs> so, and then you you also get like a misanthrope sort of um, um, culture, like who like they just want to like you know like they're sort of like the um, you know it's about offending, it's about shocking, and you know you're like and then you gotta like sit down and like explain punching down to somebody who's never left their mom's basement <laughs> except for on midnight. So like it's it's got its good and bad all around, and so um in the cult sense, like you can make lifelong friends. Some of my best friends, Miss Samantha Hale, mm-hmm. um, uh, lifelong like loves. I, cu- I come from it, but also some of my worst decisions have come from the fact that this is how I started my my life. There's a documentary that they made uh, when we were like 17, following around some Southern California cast, and I recently found the DVD and watched it, and I was like, I am like I'm watching 17 year old me standing on Santa Monica Boulevard at like one in the morning. Like, Are you, you're in the documentary? Yeah, I'm not talking. Um, I'm just standing there looking like like. Like, uh, like, I'm just like standing in the corner, like, oh, please don't ask me any questions. Uh, but, um, uh, but I'm still like looking at like baby me, like I'm thinking of like my, like my 19 year old nephew versus like my 17 year old me standing next to the 405 on Santa Monica <laughs> Boulevard. 1 a.m. on a Saturday like I was like I was like I I you know I've probably I've done some things that make it hard to uh relate to people (laughs) so (laughs) (laughs) um, but yeah so that's um so so that's kind of how um uh I came I came to Rocky when I was nine years old so my mom went out of town yeah, my mom went out of town. I was super excited because I'd seen on VH1 the commercials. I'd watch the commercials. Like, you know, like, remember mm-hmm. they do like yeah. the Halloween month. And um, I was like, uh, what is this Tim Curry business? Because I liked Tim Curry already at that point. And I was yeah. like, what, what's happening here? Really interested. <laughs> my mom was going out of town and I was staying with the neighbors who lived in the trailer across from us. And I at somehow snuck out of their trailer and came to mine and watched like three quarters of Rocky Horror Picture Show in secret. And oh, so wow. the, the neighbor, and again, I look back and I'm like, I was like nine. The neighbor from across the street came over, the dad, and was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> 
what are you watching? These people are all in corsets and half naked. <laughs> yeah, well, and he was like supposed to be making sure I was alive, and I snuck out to watch the movie too. So like he yeah. had so many, and he was kind of redneck, kind of redneck mm. dude in the trailer, you know. So like he was like, <laughs> like it was too much for him. And um, <laughs> but I was in love ever since. So when I was sixteen, um, and we like you know had a friend with a car, like that was like one of the things we did. We got our bottles of Jägermeister and we went there like the like steamy trash we were and and fell in love and then made lifelong friends and I ended up playing uh, started as Transylvanian and then I would help like Cohen C out here in LA when I moved to Vegas I ended up doing like Magenta and Columbia and Eddie and Brad a lot and so it was so much fun and so like where I learned how to say like uh, market and and like really produce in a way that I didn't know I was producing until much later <laughs> in life. Like that's what it's doing. But you've got like, okay, I need to make that costume. I've got $50. Yeah. And there's Incredible. been so many people have made it before. So everybody can give you tips. And then it just becomes like this like community of like like working together to figure out how to make shit happen and so Mm -hmm. i think that i got a lot of good from that too so i've got a lot of fondness towards the movie um yeah but i have heard a lot of people who don't oh yeah well (laughs) i mean you were so right about like like it's it was it's hard to like introduce people to it because you're like it's a lot of fun the music's great the story is bananas the pacing is all over the place uh and the plot (laughs) is held together with dental floss like (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's and it's it's your it's your like you're like it's like your older straight white dude friend you're like look okay sometimes he says some shit but like he's really nice i swear <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you know, like it's cool like like if you just give him a chance there's gonna it's gonna like he's gonna make it weird a few times yeah but like like he's, he's, he's still a fun time to it. have around <laughs> right. i you're just constantly he brings the party but you know isn't always pc (laughs) um and and, but cast we'll talk about cast like so tim curry Mm -hmm. original cast member uh patricia quinn played magenta original cast member from the play from rupaul's Uh, from from (laughs) one of the most unsettling snatch game performances I loved her reaction. She's like, what the yeah. fuck? <laughs> She's like, watch a video. <laughs> like, really, she does have a reputation for going to the con. Oh, from. good for her. She but Fun. she's always, like, much more, like, um, cheeky yeah. aunt, you know what I mean like, mm-hmm. like I saw her at a con drunk once and she was talking and she loves to talk shit about Susan Sarandon um, like Amazing. her and little Nell little Nell Columbia who was also like yeah. in the wall um, and uh, Jubilee uh, so so little Nell and Patricia Quinn were in the play originally together the studio brought in Barry Bostwick as Brad and Susan Sarandon as Janet um, mm-hmm. and they um, apparently they filmed in a then defunct now a hotel. I went when I went to London. I went to Oakley Court and had like tea and crumpet Sunday type thing, and that was where they filmed the movie. And I also went to Royal Court Theater just to check that out where they uh, uh, premiered the play. Yeah. But um, at Oakley Court, apparently, then it was like this, like abandoned castle, because that's what they yeah, had yeah. out there. Just hanging just out. Like, <laughs> it was an abandoned castle, and they lived there for a month. And Susan Sarandon got sick 
what she talks like whenever she talks about it that's what she talks about she's like she's like i don't know but i know that i was walking around in my bra for 30 days and i got pneumonia and uh, <laughs> i don't know why i made her sound like that like she's not like, <laughs> pneumonia but that's because that's how patricia quinn talks about her that's that she, she'll mm. like so i saw her drunk on stage once and was like somebody said something about susan Sarandon. she was like Oh my God! If she complains about getting sick one more time, <laughs> oh, I can't stand it. Yeah. So, um, so they did the. Oh, so um, Richard O'Brien. I think I started this earlier. I'm going to finish that thread. Richard O'Brien originally wrote Eddie for himself, and then ended up playing yeah. Riff Raff. Um, so Riff Raff in the movie Writer and um. Uh, also, uh, a man who says crazy shit. Oh crazy. yeah, well, fully, fully <laughs> expect that from him. Also, as, as he gets older, he has weird anti-trans. Oh, weird. Lines. Yeah, he's got like weird old boomer anti-trans ideas. Weird because is... he wrote this. Yeah, and that's the thing about the community that's indefensible. There's there are the like that geek, you know, the geek gatekeepers. Yeah. The ones mm-hmm. who, who ruin it for everybody. Yeah. Uh, like, there's a lot of geek gatekeepers that are attracted to it. And then, like, therefore bring a lot of racism and sexism and anti-trans rhetoric. Because they're mm-hmm. gatekeeping a letter of geek law and canon, what they think is canon. And mm. just, like, bring the toxic, inject the toxic. That's right wacky. That's dumb. That's, I mean, yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. yeah it's it's. A, it's a mixed bag as everything else yeah. is, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, so um, here's because I keep, I wanted to talk about this real quick. Do you know what the uh, original working title of, of Rocky Horror Show was? No, not off the top of my uh, head. So apparently know? when he was writing it, it was called It Came From Denton High. Because like, because oh, the monsters yes, yes, yeah. are Brad and Janet. They're like the invading outside force. Mm-hmm. And I only say that mm-hmm. because Dagny and I are born and raised in Denton, Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think, did Richard O'Brien like briefly go to UNT for music? Like there was something where like he has a connection to, UNT's a, a, a college in Denton, but it has a huge music program. Yeah. I, I think like, that might have been it. Um, I honestly, I don't remember much about that, his connection to Denton. I do remember it, there was, it came from like an obsession of like the yeah. movies and how mm-hmm. they always had the that american yeah. couple like i know that was his well, idealized so i don't really, so i don't remember how he found the name yeah because like, i, I saw that. rocky horror for the first time when i was like 14 and it was a high school halloween party mm-hmm. and the seniors put it on in hindsight all the queer seniors who i like looked up to um <laughs> and so we watched it and at the beginning when they're like welcome to beautiful denton i was like what the fuck is this and they're like oh yeah it takes place in denton and i was like where we are now and they were like, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, why does the town not do anything? Like, why don't we talk about this? It is a little better now because Denton got an Alamo draft house and the Alamo draft house has a big Rocky horror mm-hmm. thing when you walk in, which is good. It should be. Mm-hmm. But I feel like not enough people in Denton yeah. are aware that it is the location of the Rocky horror picture show. As far as I'm concerned, it takes place in Denton, yeah. Texas. <laughs> Um, I, I believe it does. I mean, they drive a little bit away from it, but still, like that. Yeah, right? and I'm like, sure we've got a castle yeah. somewhere. Which is where they got married, <laughs> right? Like they they like drive enough time in the rain where they get a flat and can't walk to anywhere they know. So they might be a little. Well, no, I mean, Stanton in 1975. But... That could just be Denton. <laughs> <laughs> 
they drove like yeah. maybe five miles. <laughs> they get to come and they're like, fuck, okay. sorry. <laughs> Are you familiar with shock No, I, I know about shock treatment, but I've never watched it. Because there's a whole song that's like, it's about Denton. And so like, as you keep oh. saying it, I can hear the song in it. Like it's like, Denton, Denton, you've got, I was, I've always kind of wondered if like, like maybe it is that they don't embrace it. So yeah, no, they, they don't. Crazy. And it's a bummer because it, it's, Denton's already just like a little bit weird. It would be nice if they got a little weirder with it. Right, yeah. like uh, to frame just for people who are listening, which is like a weird, like I'm assuming, like everybody's like, "Ooh, we're gonna, we need to know more about Rocky Horror Picture Show." <laughs> um, uh, Shock Treatment was the uh, sequel, sequel-ish to Rocky Horror that they Richard O'Brien wrote. Um, you know, as like a rock, like Rocky Horror, like like failed at the box office, but then very quickly, I think it was like. The first Shadow Cast was like 1977, yeah. 1978. So again, really oh, quickly. Oh yeah, there's a theater in um, Germany that has never stopped playing it since it came out in 1975. It, it airs every Friday, so it's never oh left God. theaters technically. It, yeah, huh. it's yeah, it's it's really like um, I, like there it's like surpassed some sort of crazy box office number. Not like Wizard of Oz, but like it's it's done a lot. And really, not that there wasn't midnight movies before this. I mean, the whole it was inspired yeah. by midnight movies. But I really do think that it changed it to the cultural. You know, just like stand up. At some point, there was Lenny Bruce, and then at some point, there was Richard Pryor. Like they're like you know like like mm-hmm. I I do feel like it was a shift in what that culture was and has paved the way for other things like if we talk yeah. about um like like other uh midnight movies being shadow casted i don't know if you've ever gotten to see like Clue, oh that would be so Clue fun shadow cast is a oh good that sounds time. so fun repo the genetic opera uh hedwig and the angry inch my favorite like mm-hmm. like like or i've seen crybaby shadow oh, fun. Casted. like it's repo repo would be yeah, bananas yeah. oh that'd be fun i love repo <sighs> Oh, I love Repo too. See, look, every time Billy and I hang out, like one time uh, we were leaving um, 33 Taps and you got in the car and you were like, wait, you're like, yeah, she had last podcast on the left just (laughs) queued up to play as soon as she turned the car on. And I was like, friends. Yeah. We're like, let's talk about Jonestown oh forever now. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, shout out! I mean, shout out to one of the most successful podcasts of all time. But last podcast on the left has a five-part Jonestown episode that is the best thing about Jonestown I've ever listened to. It's better than any documentary I've seen. Oh, it's better than it is so well researched. Um, it is exceptional. Mm-hmm. They should have won literary awards. Although I did, or like journalism awards. I did find out though that people actually cite their podcast and research papers, which is cool. Oh wow, that is really cool. It it it, it that, that's one of the things I like about it is it is so well researched and Marcus Parks is such a yeah. great writer, and mm-hmm. so it's it's not uh, like like the one of the things that I like is that it's not just bullshit. Um, sort of which they cover in you this season. It's not like people talking <laughs> true crime. Like oh my god, so I think that like she did it just because I think about it. Yeah. Like it really is they get down and they take multiple sources and consider multiple sides of a situation and then just report what is known and will clarify if something is a theory or opinion. And I mean, I know we're sidebarring here, but I'm also fully on board with Marcus's JFK theory. Yeah. Me too. Me too. Fully, fully, fully. um, It makes the most sense that it was um, a A hungover hungover, secret service agent who had his uh, finger on the trigger and then they revved the gas and he actually shot him in the back of it. Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. great. 
Look, I worked I worked at LAPD for five years. I did their payroll in a police station. I was like filling out paperwork one day and a sergeant's gun dropped from his his belt and bounced on the floor like right where <laughs> I was standing. Like <laughs> Oh my god. My job was so stressful. Like this is the like dead honest truth. My first thought, like internal thought was like, man, I wish that had gone off gone off. I could have been off for at least six weeks. (laughs) I could have just like Like, I could have had paid time off. Workers comp. That is like a Hollywood myth though, right? Like guns are designed not to go off when they get dropped, right? Like that's a thing. (laughs) Oh, we lost Jazzy. Oh no. I'm so sorry. It's okay. We just had some technical issues, but we are back. Sorry if there was an edit you all just heard. Uh, oh, I, oh, so the movie. Uh, was there anything that I feel like on the checklist of questions? That... Well, you really covered yeah. like a lot of it. I just wanted to, uh, just out of curiosity, who's your favorite character you've ever played? Um, okay, so from a perspective of fun, Eddie's super fun because you get to come in do one song and then you're done <laughs> yes yeah. yep yeah so like like packing like you're like i just got this one bag <laughs> nice. um, but fun fun um i always loved playing um magenta or columbia yeah um nice. those, like those are my favorite um brad oh yeah yeah um favorite for two different reasons you just get to kind of be a bitch all day with magenta mm-hmm. you know and columbia's you know, like get the glitter and the dancing yep. and then it's good times um but and, and then brad brad was a good time too it's just a lot nice. of work oh sure. yeah yeah i'm sure brad and janet are like very exhausted by the end of the show <laughs> you, yeah you got, you got more costume changes you're like yep you know like there's there's just like a um because you gotta like set up and you're like your fishnets are always sticking to the floor because there's like mm-hmm. soda that's been <laughs> they're always like, <laughs> like the old dollar theaters and you're like changing like while you're squatting into a corset like it's that's incredible <laughs> but po- oh yeah so like positives it brought to my life besides like the friends and everything I really do think that um it was an introduction to um body positivity for me because nice. I've always been heavier and doing those roles. I was up there in corsets and bras mm-hmm. and like early and younger and like like getting comfortable in my skin before I knew that's what I was doing. Yeah. So, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So I think like like their um, you know, finding community and um embracing my queerness before I'd even come out to myself in a way. Like like there it's like, yes. like, like like yeah, like like I didn't know. I was like, I'm ally. I just, you know, like <laughs> I mean, like I like making out with women, but like <laughs> the whole step process you've got to take when you're the high schooler bringing the time warp in for your monologue mm. or something. Yep. <laughs> it's just a jump to the left. Yeah, or you could like bring it in with like the Fran Drescher bringing up your your nanny costume, like. It's just a jump to the left. <laughs> yeah, that's what I need to work on the voice today before the party tonight. You're so gonna I crush can it. Really play the part. Do you have a laugh. Um, I'm still working on it. I don't want to okay. have it recorded. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you deny also, us content? My boyfriend can't do a British accent, so we're gonna we we got some rehearsals to do before the party tonight. That's gonna be so good. <laughs> yeah, we'll look the part. Maybe we'll just be silent or drink a lot to. <laughs> really loosen up to do these characters um <laughs> if the yeah, nanny was great. made in the silent film era <laughs> yeah 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 absolutely um what, it would have flopped your, fran your drescher's voices 
My relation for Monkey Horror, I think, Billy, I think you were the first person to show me the movie. I fully um, went out and bought the DVD after I saw it for yeah. the first time. And then I put it on the TV every Halloween. We just like play yeah. it in the house. Yeah. I think it's it's just a... It's just like a fun time. It's kind of like, this is a bad comparison, but like cats a little bit where it's like, okay, this doesn't make sense, but we're going to watch an hour and a half of like dancing and singing and it's just going to be fun and whimsical. Um, And I think that's what Rocky Horror is because it, yeah, the the plot, like Billy said, held together by dental floss, (laughs) but it's just like visually very fun. The dancing and singing is incredible. Like it's just... It's just a great time, and anytime somebody wants to watch it, I'm like, yeah, hell yeah, yeah. let's put it on. Um, I'm never gonna. I, I think I would all. I'm always in the mood to watch Rocky Horror. It's just any. Yeah, it's a great time. Um, and yeah, I, I don't have any like. I I don't know if I have like any personal connections to it, but it, I recognize that it's a cult classic, and I'm definitely part of that and love it. Um, the general appreciation. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. that's that's honestly part of the spirit that keeps it alive is every October. Like, it's like, the, it's like um, the outside world for the Rocky Horror casts are a little like, you know, like how like Mariah Carey um, just like enters our life again in November, like mm-hmm. with All I Want for Christmas. Like, yep. like as soon as like October 1st comes, it's like, you know, the news stations call uh, call you and then you're like hired by the mall for some like weird meet and greet. Like I, um, I met, I met um, Cassandra Peterson Elvira because oh, one, wow. one, um, one October she was premiering her movie in Las Vegas and they just wanted us to like be there with her as like, I guess like dressed up spooky people along with Elvira. So we just hung out in a movie theater lobby dressed up with Elvira for a few hours. Like you get to like do weird. That's so cool. Yeah. (laughs) I, I think the reason I was so interested in Rocky horror the second I saw it was because I don't think I'd ever seen a movie that so casually celebrated same sex relationships Mm -hmm. um, and like didn't shy away from it at all. And I was like, this is a thing. Um, And then on top of that, it's a musical and the outfits are great. I mean, not, not only celebrated, but you know, you brought up that Brad and Janet were the outsiders, right? Yeah. Like it actually kind of were like, you know, it didn't call them breeders, but it was. (laughs) (laughs) It's a little bit anti-straight and that's a good thing. Yeah, it's between the lines. If you read between the lines, it's like, okay, come on now. Get uh, with it. Although I love Brad. I would love to play Brad. He's He cracks me up. I love his journey. Yeah. I would love to be in it someday. Yeah, ja- Brad and Columbia. Um, but I just yeah. like that Columbia gets a tap dance. Yes. <laughs> Columbia does. Columbia's tap dance is fun. That That is. It's Columbia's got a few. It's fun to do her um, melodramatic, like, I loved you. You hear me? I loved you. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she does. She she has a lot of fun, high energy moments. Yeah. Um, when I used to play Magenta, I had this like somebody gave me like a six foot two Snoop Dogg cardboard cutout for Christmas Incredible. one year, and I started using it as my Magenta prop because there's that whole space scene where Frank goes on the like floor show and all that. Yeah. So you just had to stand on stage. I used to put like I used to put Snoop Dogg there in my space outfit and then just like eat a pudding cup next to it. That's <laughs> Like, like it just like like it got like yeah it was it was a lot of fun getting to do stuff like that because you had so established you had so much established that you like knew you had to do that deviating actually like it felt fun to deviate 
yeah fun keep it exciting and different and yeah yeah (laughs) so um I no, I think it's I I think it's um I think like sometimes when people talk about it, and even me even me so so I was between Little Shop of Horrors because that's one of my favorite yeah. uh, musicals oh, of all Little time Shop. like I re- I was three years old I can remember the first time I watched it you know like like yep. what is this um, and I talked to Samantha about it yesterday uh, because I was like. I don't know. It feels kind of like I'm Al Bundy talking about my touchdown in high school. Because <laughs> 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 it feels like it does have something where people are like, oh, that's so like, you know, like how like people feel about Rent the Musical. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's mm. like so for high schoolers. That's so like pedestrian. That's so. And then I did have the high school connection to it. So yeah. It feels like reliving my glory days in a way. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I just introduced my boyfriend to Little Shop recently because he had never seen it. Um, and then he all, he hasn't seen Rocky Horror and really wants to, but he wants to experience like the live show and see it in theaters for his first time seeing it um, instead of just watching it on TV at home, which I admire. And I was like, OK, I respect that. We'll find a production in L.A. somewhere. And because I've never yeah. or maybe once I've done like a, a viewing where there was a performance. Um, yeah, maybe. I'm not I sure, but I really want to do that I again. saw, uh, before the lockdown happened, uh, Pasadena Playhouse did a new imagination of Little Shop of Horrors, where MJ Rodriguez from Pose yeah. was Audrey, and it is the best production of Little Shop of Horrors I've ever seen. It was so good. It, it was really fun. I liked how they did the disconnected Audrey puppet, too. Yes. I, I've watched it live so many times now, so I've seen several. In fact, my one Andy Dick story is at a small production of Little Shop of Horrors, where... <laughs> It sounded as if he never knew that this play existed. Like when he was watching it, he was like, the plant got bigger. Like it was. <laughs> at the uh, audience at the stand up show the other night, a comedian said, I feel like I became a real Angelino the first time I bumped into Andy Dick. And it was, so it was like, everyone's got an Andy Dick story. That's horrible. That's so funny. <laughs> It, it's it's very true. And the when you see Angeline's car, I think is one of them. You yep. know what? Season one of you, Billy. They talk about they have their own set of you become a an Angelino when these things happen. Um. um so uh, Angeline's getting a TV show, and yes. one of the billboards for the TV show was at the end of my street. And in the trailer, you can actually see the billboard right next to my apartment because they just put it up to film the Angeline show. Um, <laughs> That's great. Uh, and it's it's the billboard directly across from the palm tree that fell on my car. That palm tree might oh, be in the oh. shot too before it got decapitated. R.I.P. Nice palm tree. R.I.P. Palm tree. Um. <laughs> yeah, I think they turned that into a movie because it was one of the like productions that just started filming before before quarantine. I was going to say the trailer came out like February 2020, and then we never heard anything again. So you think they just used the footage and made a film instead? I- recently i i read something yeah i think they turned it into a movie with the footage they have which i guess would make it would track if they're doing a long-form tv show versus yeah because it was one of the productions that like first got shut down during yeah and if you only filmed like three episodes from shameless right yeah 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 yeah, it looks great i love her Um, yeah well cool you let's uh uh you want to transition to the end of this show Yes, I would love to. I would love to play a game. All right. So Jazzy, we like to end every episode of Poptimist with a game we call What a Pitch, 
What a Pitch is where we ask our guest to give us a prompt to pitch them some sort of pop culture project. So we can pitch a movie, a TV show, a video game, a magazine, a concept album, anything. I don't care. Um, and uh, uh, I have absolutely no idea who goes first. I don't either, honestly. I can't really remember last the last episode. Do you want to go first? Uh, sure, I'll go first. Get out of here. Okay, cool. Mute yourself. Jazzy, are you feeling good? I am right now. I'm feeling good. I'm like, oh, what? I should have prepared something clever. Um, Okay, here's what I want. Okay. I want an iced tea buddy comedy, like cop comedy. Or it doesn't have to be cop. Let's not, let's not, um, let's not make him SV all the time. Iced tea buddy comedy. You can cast whoever you want. Okay. Alongside All right. Whatever, whatever journey you want to take. So I, I really liked the really dumb joke in Rick and Morty where ice T is uh, an alien from another planet where he's literally made of ice and he's the letter T. And I think we should get like adult swim did. We'll get Christopher Lloyd to play live action, Rick Sanchez. And then we'll have Christopher Lloyd and ice T fighting off an alien invasion as ice T's playing himself. But Christopher Lloyd is playing Rick from Rick and Morty. And that's, that's the film. <laughs> and then um, that's faster than 30 seconds. Holy shit. That's my time. That's it. All right. Let me see. Okay. Let's bring Dagny back in and you'll give her the same prompt and then she'll go. Hello. I'm back. Okay. Dagny. Um, I'm a huge uh, Law & Order SVU fan. I'm going to premise. I'm going to give you that preface. Um, okay. I decided I need an iced tea buddy comedy. We don't need to typecast him as a, a police officer, whatever. But so how, whoever you want to cast, however you want to take what direction you want to take it. But I think we need more iced tea in our lives. I agree. But he's done movie. Am I an idiot? I what is no, he... he's done movie. But like I want like a buddy comedy. Like I want like I want something where he doesn't have to be like um, is I like I like iced tea when he's like being himself when he's in interviews. When he's OK, white. so so he's because he's always done like um you know, like judgment night where he's the guy like robbing them and stuff like that. Right. Um, okay. When you say, uh, sorry, I have questions just so I understand. Buddy comedy. Is that like a a movie or is that like a a type of movie where it's like a partnership? I'm sorry. Am I dumb? Yeah. Yeah. Like a partnership, like a, like a genre, like, um, uh, I love you, man would be like, uh, an example. Okay. 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 You say like Turner and Hooch. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I have a really dumb idea just because her name came to mind and also you said law and order svu i want a comedy with ice t and marishka hargitay (laughs) Uh, (laughs) (laughs) she has to play uh, a comedic role um they're going to be detectives in like a small town that they get just like assigned randomly because like some shady stuff went on in their like new york uh, precinct and they had to be relocated maybe it's like they're in the witness protection program uh, and they're like you're gonna still be detectives because you're good at your job but like people are on the hunt for you so you have to go to like this city in Ireland yes and, uh, like a population of a hundred and then somebody dies in a very whimsical like silly way um, like Shaun of the Dead kind of hot fuzz kind of moment um, but it's Marishka Hargitay and I see <laughs> Sorry, so but I we're taking SVU and we're cross genreing it. Um, I have some follow up questions before I make my decision because okay. do, do we reveal what your pitch? Yeah, is yeah, now? yeah. That's fine. Okay. Yeah, you can talk about it. Okay, so Billy, give her your pitch. That way. So, Demi, uh, you do you watch Rick and Morty? Oh 
Oh yeah. So you, I, I wanted a live action Rick and Morty because there's an episode where Ice T <laughs> is like an alien made of ice. Um, oh yeah, yeah, and, yeah. But we're gonna cast live action Rick with Christopher Lloyd, like they did, oh, like man. they did on Adult Swim, and they're gonna fight yeah, and yeah, off yeah. an alien invasion together. Christopher Lloyd and Ice T playing Rick and oh, Ice T. Oh, that's tea. good. <laughs> That's that's good. That's fun. Um, so, <laughs> so wow, there, those are good. <laughs> there are definite benefits to Rick and Ice Tea. I can I can imagine moments that I would enjoy. And we brought up Mars Attacks earlier. Yeah. I feel like this could be mm. um, even even a Mars Attacks sort of reboot, right? Like hmm. like I feel like we could yeah. we could bring it all all in. Um, However, I also, I mean, oh. SVU is my heart. Like I, that when I get like in a real weird way, when I get sad, I'm like season one, here we go. <laughs> Just cycle through. Look, I have, I have shamefully watched that show from season one, episode one, all the way through at least three times this year. So, <laughs> so um, I was like, I'm living alone now. I'm a wild single woman. Episode one. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> like it's that's amazing. <laughs> so oh. there's one about you're kind of you didn't know you were playing to your audience, but you are playing to your audience, Daggy. Oh. As far as taking <laughs> the, the TV show, and because okay, have you guys ever have you ever watched it? Is this um a show that either of you have? Oh, I've seen. I've, I've seen it for you. Yeah, I've seen Not a, a ton, few episodes. But... Yeah, like there's an episode where they go undercover to a rave. That's one of my favorite mm. episodes in the world because Maurice Fahardetay dresses fun. as a raver, and like, <laughs> like she's going undercover as one of the the like party goers, and she's got like it's in her like it's like in one of the early seasons, like three or four. She's got like her hair and little like rubber band twists, and she's got the like necklaces on, and she's like looking real serious going through the crowd. So I'm picturing that, but like hot fuzz level comedy or. Um, um, just Mariska Hargitay in like, uh, what was that Sandra Bullock movie? Um, the Miss Congeniality. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, yeah, that would Mariska be good. Mariska Hargitay in Miss Congeniality situations is really Where Ice-T what, is the other. <laughs> even though we started with Ice-T, you, you brought in, you brought in that buddy element that really got to my heart. I feel heart, like they would so play that, off each other well. They already have. <laughs> Uh, amazing. That's, that's, so that's what I have to go with. But thank did you. I win? Yeah, yeah. You Fair enough. With the <sighs> the SV. Oh, and I had to ask so many questions. I'm so too. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I still won, even though I did not understand the prompt. Uh, <laughs> incredible. Uh, uh, because it's our Halloween episode, and I did After Dark tours at a certain studio. Well, you've said it before. Um, I do have a story. Yeah, let's, let's end know, with an okay, spooky story. <clears throat> Yeah, so part of the after, it's kind of sad. It's kind of a sad story. Um, but so part of the After Dark tour uh, for Paramount is we go through the Hollywood Forever Cemetery and go to certain plots and talk about how they died or if there's like a story and how they're connected to like the overall story and theme of the tour. Um, and one of the stops we make is at um, the beautiful Jane Mansfield's plot. Um and I only bring her up because her daughter is Marish- Marishka Hargitay. Hargit- wait, is it wait, is it Marish- what? It, yeah, it's Mariska or Marishka, but I'm not sure. Mariska Hargitay. I'll, I'll look it up while you're talking. I'll see. I did not know here. she's Jane yeah. Mansfield's daughter. Oh, yeah. yeah. So she's her daughter. And, and Mickey Hargitay um, is her dad? Yeah. 
Um, yeah, so, but the crazy story, so Jane Mansfield tragically died in a very uh, horrific car accident. Um, and you can still see the car at a museum somewhere in LA. I'm not sure where it is, but the you can visit, or you can, that sounds sad, but you can go see the car that she died in. Um, and there's like a whole thing with where she, people said she was decapitated because her wig was like on the road. She wasn't. Um, but there's like theories and all sorts of stuff behind it. But the crazy part is uh, Mariska was in the car. She was a baby, but she survived the car crash. She was in the backseat of the car. Oh, my um, God. Mom died in this car wreck. And I only tell this dark story because it's our Halloween special. But uh, yeah, I had to talk about that in every tour. I wonder if when I gave you a tour because you were Billy, you were on my test yeah. one. I may have forgotten that part or just not told yeah. it very in, in a very memorable wow. way because i was practicing um yeah but uh, if you didn't know now you know jane mansfield is Marissa no my favorite thing about that tour is that we walked by um the original vampira is buried in hollywood forever and uh, a certain celebrity has bought the plot next to vampira <laughs> to be buried in when he dies and so resting next to vampira for all eternity will be Fred Armisen, and I think that is hilarious. There's a little what? sign that says "In Futurum, Fred Armisen." Yeah, he's already he's already <laughs> bought the he's, he's bought the plot next to Vampira, which is hilarious to me. That's that's amazing. And Vampira, um, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. As Sam and I went on the Cemetery Number no. One tour in New Orleans. Oh, cool. And um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Nicholas Cage. The pyramid. Bought a plot there like this must be like a celebrity like you know you've made it when you're like putting yourself next to investing in a <laughs> plot yeah it's wild he made a pyramid yep. this is so nick cage speaking of like yes. fun actors so he made a it's pyramid shape and mm -hmm. apparently because it has like a metal rod at the top and it already like gets hot out there um like it's become like a lightning rod of problems oh, and, no. and then it's a problem just because people come on the tour and like there was like lipstick mark kisses all over it um wow. yeah Nicolas Cage I cannot wait until all of those NDAs can be uh <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like 10 years stuff. after he passes away we love um, Cage. I um, love the Hollywood Forever Cemetery that's really cool that they make that yeah. part of oh yeah I do too. It it's, a, yeah, it's, it's a cool spot. It's really unfortunate, you know, obviously the pandemic, but um, it was a fun tour to give once I finally got in the groove of it. But um, yeah, I'm sure hopefully next year, whoever the Paramount pages are, I, they'll have the After Dark tour back and you should definitely do it. It's a fun time. You get champagne at the beginning. Um, but uh, I guess it's about time to wrap up the yeah, show. Yeah, why not? I think. Yeah, Jazzy, thank you so much for being here. You did a perfect job, and Billy and I both love Rocky Horror, so we're always excited to talk about it. Um, but awesome. You, uh, first, is there anything you would like to promote before we end the show? Uh, no, no. Um, I, I do comedy, so Billy and I met yeah. each other, but yeah. Um, I guess my Instagram is Jazzy Biner, J-Z-Z-Y, B-I-N-E-R. Find me Perfect. there. You'll know where I'm at. And um, it was great meeting you, Dagny. I feel like yeah, uh, like it's we're wild that I haven't together. met you at one of I know Billy's I know. shows. Yeah, we have to get together because it seems like we have the same interest. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Talk about you for eight hours because <laughs> uh, I could. I absolutely could. It, this new season was Chef's Kiss. Beautiful. Um, so yeah. Loved it from beginning to end. Um, 
Well, thank you again for being on the show. And Billy, um, would you like to plug your show? On Billy's Big Night Out is tomorrow night, October 28th at the Comedy Chateau in North Hollywood. Tickets are $15. They're available on my Instagram. It's going to be a great time. We've got uh, Shantae Wayans. We've got um, Kevin Sullivan, who's gotten famous on TikTok all of a sudden. Uh, Percy. We've got Percy Rostomji, that crazy maniac, finally agreed to do my show again. Oh, I love Percy. Percy. I know. And we've got um, Devin Boucher, who was uh, in on the LA Times roundtable with me. Um, and I mm-hmm. will talk about this on stage, but um, uh, uh, I'm on the LA Times podcast talking about Dave Chappelle. And at the beginning, they introduced all of us. And... I want this to be the audio for like every show I ever do. It's like we just sat down with, it's like NPR voice. We sat down with three Los Angeles comedians, Tuesday Thomas, who is trans, Devin Boucher, who is a lesbian and Billy McCartney, who is gay. And I just want (laughs) forever and ever like, yeah, just that all the time. Just like, and Billy McCartney, who is gay. I wish he would have said a gay (laughs) just because that's funnier to me. (laughs) The, the gay, gay. Also the, the, the gay, gay on the council. Um, <laughs> yeah, there was definitely a period in my t- in my life where I was like, I don't have like, I'll just be low. Like, yeah, sure, sure, I'm gay, but like, n- not everyone needs to know. And now, and now it's it's Billy McCartney who is gay in the Los Angeles Times. There it is, forever and ever. <laughs> Made it. Uh, That's awesome! Oh my gosh, I have to look that up. I want to hear that. You and Tuesday. Oh yeah, are- Tuesday's amazing. Yeah, that's, that's got to be a good a good uh, inver- interview. Well, thank yeah. you two for having me. Seriously, this yes. is so much. Thank you, Jazzy. Yes. Uh, thank you so much. All right, Dagny, do, um, yeah. do your outro. Do the outro. I'll do it really quick. Um, you can find us on Instagram at popnumspod at gmail.com. Oh, wow. I already messed it up. <laughs> you can find us on Instagram at popnumspod. You can email us your hot takes uh, at popnumspod at gmail.com. Uh, if you like this episode, be sure to check out other episodes and uh, follow us on Instagram, like I said, to um, hear about upcoming shows and upcoming live shows which we'll have more of those um and rate subscribe comment all those good things on uh this episode and other episodes to get us more viewers ah we're taking a picture with jazzy right now (laughs) um and that's all i think um thank you so much again jazzy everybody say goodbye goodbye Bye. thank you happy halloween halloween special spooky